Thank you for agreeing to be interviewed by the Bethlehem Buzz. You're it's welcome. James, right? Yes. James? Awesome. So I understand you had a startling experience this past week, and I'm wondering if you're, are you feeling calmed down enough to maybe tell us about it? Yeah, I, um, I think so. I'm, I'm definitely trying. Um, up until today, and I'd never admit this to anyone, um, but I've been scared by a few things in my short life, but before now, never by an angel, at least, you know, not that I'm aware of meeting one or having one pass me on the road with a, hi there, dude, what's up? So, is this a story about an angel? Mm -hmm. Like, because we haven't heard about them here in a long time. So, please assure me that this isn't a fake story just to get your name in the paper. I mean, you know, there are people that do that. I know. Trust me, though, this story, this is, it's as real as it gets. And I've actually never read the buzz before. Frankly, I kind of can't read. Um, Anyways, so in my job as a shepherd, I have had some things that have been wild and crazy that have happened to me and frightened me or at least caused me to stop and think, now, why did that happen? Or, well, who should I talk to about that? Or where should I go with this information? I'm quite an inquisitive guy, and at night when we can't sleep, I can hear the other herders, my buds, saying things, calling me words like the wordy herder. They tell me that I ask too many questions, and they probably wish that I just shut up every once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can understand their concern. I'm starting to have a similar concern right now. <laughs> Wordy herder, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. Reporters can sometimes be called similar names, but back to your story. Okay, thank you. So out on the Judean hills where we watch our father's sheep, sometimes these cowardly wolves, they'll sneak up at night and try to catch a lamb or two before the, we can even see them crawling up on their yellow bellies to the flock. And there's also wild dogs there too, waiting around for the wolves. Natural enemies, I guess. And then the circus, it begins. And this circus, it gives us shepherds about the only entertainment that we can get. And I know that we're not supposed to place bets, but every once in a while we do, I have to admit, enjoy placing bets on who's going to be the winners for the night, the wolves or the dogs. And in all of this excitement, it actually isn't also unusual for human thieves to come up and try to steal a lamb for themselves or their families. So are we getting close to the real story here, or are you just filling this with more background information, which may not be a part of this story? I can't promise I'm going to print everything. This is merely just interview protocol. Hey, you asked me for the interview. I did not, okay? okay. So, and also, do all you reporters use big words like protocol? I'm just trying to tell you about the night of my startling experience, as you called it. Anyways, would you like me to continue? Please. Okay, thank you, I will. So, I had a very uneasy feeling that night um, that something out of the ordinary was about to happen. You know, the sort of feeling that you get when something unusual is in the offing. I can't really describe it in a concrete way, but it's similar to the feeling that I get right before a storm is about to roll in over the eastern hills. Mm -hmm. There must be something in the air, wind, which foretells that something unusual is about to happen. I'm not too sure. The other guys think I'm a little crazy too, in addition to talking too much, but I'm sure they're just kidding. It at least I hope they are. Yeah, but I know exactly what you mean. I've had very similar feelings. Like when one of my kids is about to get sick, I just, I just know it. Or, or when my husband was going to surprise me with a request that he thought that I might not be mm -hmm. expecting. But again, sorry to interrupt. Please continue. That's okay. That's okay. 
Um, so anyways, yeah, we'll continue. So the wild dogs this night that I'm speaking about, they had just chased the wolves away when it began to happen. All of a sudden, this light, I mean a bright, bright light, it lit up the entire countryside. I can only describe it by our reaction. We were terrified, and I mean absolutely terrified. The only possible conclusion that we could come to was that this bright light was from an angel and that there was an angel right in the center of it. And then, along with it, a voice boomed from the sky. It said, do not be afraid. Thinking on it now, it's a wonder that I didn't open up my big, sassy mouth and say something like, that's easy enough for you to say. You're the one scaring us. Okay, so you mean to tell me he talked to you? Yeah. Like, he literally spoke to you, Mm -hmm. an angel, Mm -hmm. with words you could understand. Did he throw in some words you couldn't? Like maybe some kind of like heavenly words? No, we could actually understand every single word. But I'll tell you what was strange was the words that he used, the message he delivered. He didn't order us to do anything. Instead, he responded with some travel directions, giving us an announcement that we found very difficult to believe, especially since it was coming from the skies and delivered by an angel. I mean, can you imagine that just if out of the blue someone came up to you and spoke to you in this way? Anyways, the angel further said that the news was for all people, apparently not just for us, but I couldn't imagine how are all people going to find out about this news that we had just been given. Yeah, that, that puzzles me too. So did he tell you to let other people know the news that you had just heard? No, not right then. He simply told us to go to the town of David to see a newborn baby. He said that the baby was a savior, a messiah, Christ the Lord, he called him. This certainly was successful in getting our attention, as you can probably imagine. A savior for all people. Personally, I had given up on the possibility of ever seeing such an event happen. Certainly not in my lifetime, you know. I mean, I heard the rabbis telling us this many times. However, since it hadn't happened and instead we had the hated Romans around, where does a savior fit into the story? However, there was even more strangeness. The Savior was a baby, a baby wrapped in loose-fitting clothes in a manger, a manger as his bed. One of the shepherds looked at me saying, give me a break. A baby? You must absolutely be kidding. A baby, a Savior. A baby. A baby. Okay. I think I remember one of the prophets saying that a child would be born, but this is bigger news than I could have possibly imagined. A savior right here in Bethlehem? Huh. I'll be sure to ask the rabbi where the scripture mentions a baby being born. You definitely do that, but there's more to the story though. Hang on. While we were still shaking in our sandals, the sky was filled with this absolutely beautiful music, so beautiful that I am sure that it is not even of this earth. And then suddenly, a huge crowd of angels joined the first one, and they just began singing at the top of their lungs. They have lungs. I'm not too caught up on my angel anatomy. But anyways, they sang us this song. They said, glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. So then following this, we went to check the story that the angels had told us, even though we were still a little bit skeptical. This all just seemed a little too amazing. And the oldest shepherd on our watch, Jesse, told us, I'll stay here and watch the flock while you young guys go ahead and see what this angel was talking about, and you can tell me the details when you get back. Hmm. This, this is like almost more than my mind can take in. So 
I need you to say more. Please don't stop. But the one thing I don't understand is why were you and your buddies the ones to hear? I mean, you're just shepherds. Right. No, you're totally right. And I'm actually just getting to that because, trust me, we had the same question and we still kind of do. It didn't take us very long to get to Bethlehem. And while we were walking there, we all kind of started thinking, why were we the ones to hear this message from the heaven? Why us? Why not the rabbis and the priests in Jerusalem or even the governor in Rome? Like you said, but guys like us, just shepherds, ordinary guys. I'm still not too sure, honestly. Anyways, so when we got to the place, we met the innkeeper who had loaned the stable and manger to the parents of this new baby. And by the way, for some reason, he didn't seem super happy to see us. I suspect that not too many shepherds stopped by on his inn. Thinking back on it, actually, I realized that it also might have been because of our poor personal hygiene. He kind of had this rag, and he held it up to his nose the entire time we were there, and I don't think he had a cold. Yeah, Yeah. no offense, but I can understand his predicament. Anyways, so by the time that we arrived at the stable, we were a little less terrified, but still a little more overwhelmed and nervous than I would like to be. We were just so shocked that such an event could take place in a stable rather than somewhere like a palace where we all imagined that this would happen. Uh, We were just as surprised also that the parents seemed just like ordinary people, even a little bit on the poorer side. I don't think that they had much more than a few shekels in their saddlebags to rub together. The child's parents were so poor they had to stay in a barn? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Wouldn't you think that a a savior should have been born in a palace with, with doctors around to assist his birth. I think this is just, this just makes my head hurt. It just seems so unreal that God would send a baby mm-hmm. to save the world. This changes everything I have always believed about God's working in the world. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And I just have to tell you that on the way back to our flocks, we were, we were different guys. We could not stop talking about who and what we had seen. There was still some people out in the town, even at that time of night, and we were just telling all of them about everything that we had seen, even though it meant that we did get back to our flocks later than we thought we would or probably should. Poor Jesse. Uh, so some people that we talked to, they were very mm-hmm. excited about the news, but others, just kind of like we had, uh, you know, they doubted, of course, understandably. Yeah, I mean, my first thought was to doubt your story too, but um, I know God just seems incomprehensible. I'm sure your friend who stayed with the flocks had his doubts, right? I mean, who wouldn't? No, yeah, you're right, he did. He just, you, um, you just used another big word, incomprehensible? I don't know that one. Anyways, when we told Jesse, who had stayed with the flocks, what had happened, he did have trouble believing us. He was skeptical, as were many that we met along the way back to the hills. Sure you did, he said. Let's just wait and see what happens to the Savior for all mankind over the next few years. I'm sure that Rome will not be as excited as you are, nor will the hotshots in Jerusalem's temple be as enthusiastic as you seem to be about your news. You do know that our people have had many so-called messiahs who promised all kinds of goodies only to be killed when they couldn't deliver on their goods. Let's see what he does deliver us from. Maybe he can deliver us from our real trouble, the Romans. I'm going to keep an open mind on this, though, so let me know if you get further word from your sources, Jesse told us. Yeah, I I think that Jesse is like many people who will doubt that Mm -hmm. a little baby boy born here in our small village could save the world, could save us. Yeah, you're right. 
definitely right. Anyways, so none of us had had much sleep that night, even though we had our sleeping shifts planned. We really just couldn't stop talking about what had happened. The angels' words, the heavenly singers, to the quiet and peacefulness of the birth scene, and the awe that we felt as we saw that baby in the manger. Anyways, wow, the sun's getting low. I didn't realize how late it was. I must leave. It's time for my shift. Catch you later. Thanks, thanks. are. I've been looking for you. It's been like two years since the last time that we spoke, so I'm so glad that I found you. Have there been any more developments like that I should possibly know about? News is rather slow this time of year, and I, I'm just dying for some more information. Oh my gosh, yes, there's plenty of news. You must have heard from someone about what Hera did and why, didn't you? No. No? No. Oh my gosh, okay. So, well, about two years after the birth, we heard from some men from far away that came to visit the baby boy and his parents. Yeah. Uh, after a brief stop at the king's palace in Jerusalem, they said that a star led them to Bethlehem. The neighbors told us that these men brought fabulous gifts for the boy because, as they said, someday he would be king. This made sense to us because about the same time, Herod, he sent soldiers to Bethlehem to slaughter all the young male children who were less than two years old. Wow. We found it unbelievably strange that a king would feel threatened by a newborn child a king threatened by a child, a child who was born in a stable in a manger as a bed. Does that make any sense to you? Because it doesn't to me. No, it makes no sense to me either. I mean, I could tell you some stories about the king that you wouldn't believe. This child will always threaten men and women who have something to hide and are feeling guilty, but afraid to ask for, for forgiveness from Jehovah God for the people that they have wronged. I'm sorry again for interrupting, but please, No, that's okay. Actually, the story is finished as far as I know. But on the other hand, I'm not sure if it is finished. Huh. I have a strong feeling that we're both going to be hearing a lot more about this boy. I just want to be here when he grows up to be a man. I suspect that our lives will be changed in a way that we can't even imagine. And personally, I'm ready for some changes in my life. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, that makes two of us. I'm, I'm also ready for a change in my life. And I hope that everyone who hears the story about this amazing baby will realize their need for a new life as well. <laughs> 